Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey, and welcome back. You've got Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and we're so glad to have you. For those new listeners, welcome. For those who've listened to us before, welcome back. And we got another great show. This is the first full week of August. In fact, it's the first week of August. We're getting this show up August 1st, and as you know... Events in Washington are st- keeping everybody on the edge of their seat. And as we record this, there has been no uh, debt limit ceiling extended. Uh, we're not sure what's going on. I'm telling you where we are today. They're fighting it out between the Speaker of the House and the President of the United States. And I'll get to that in just a minute. But let me tell you about the rest of the show. We're going to make a change here. So if you hear in the background, got a little music going, a little handle. You know why? Because i got a great guest coming on. I told you last week we are going to talk with Michael Brown and ran out of time talking about the gay marriage issue in New York. And we are going to have him back. It will be next week because today I had a unique opportunity to speak with a good friend. I hadn't talked to her in a while. Her name is Alveda King, Dr. Alveda King. We're going to be speaking to her in just a few minutes. So that's why we're going to change the program up a little bit. For those who want to hear the rest of Dr. Michael Brown, be ready for next week. We're going to have him on. But for today, special day, got my good friend, Dr. Alveda King. She is going to be on, and that's why I got a little handle going on in the background. Okay, you can hear a little of that handle music. What I want to tell you about is uh, on today's show, well, Dr. King will be speaking some about one of her friends, Herman Cain, as you know, is a, in a Republican, running for the Republican nomination for President of the United States. So we'll have her coming on in just a few minutes. Before we do that, we've got to touch on presidential politics. I told you I'm going to keep you informed of some of the things that are going on and some of the hustlings, doings, whatever you want to call it. We're going to be talking about some of those and give you a unique perspective you may not have heard from anywhere else. So that we're going to touch base on that. And we have got to get the Tombstone of the Week Award, which this week is going to uh, somebody in the administration, somebody in the White House, and it's not the president, but it's somebody's having to do his bidding. So wait and see, listen up and see who gets this week's Tombstone of the Week Award for what was said. Uh, we got a another rock of liberty speech coming up at the end that you don't want to miss, and it's going to be dealing with this presidential politics and and where we are going and what's coming up as a uh, uh, you know who would have thought this subject would be coming up in presidential politics, but in the Republican Party. So we're going to uh, just wait, hold on your britches, and we'll talk about that on the rock of liberty speech at the end. Let's get right into today's show. The Speaker of the House. Now, the United States Constitution doesn't say anything about the Speaker of the House. It says the House can run the rules as they want to, but it says the House is the place where anything doing with revenues, the raising of revenues, it must originate in the House. Why? We went back and told you because the founders knew 
You get elected every two years. You're closer to the people, closer to their pocketbooks. If they're going to have to give revenues, then you better be ready to stand up and tell why. And that's why things to do with revenues originate by Article 1, Section 7 of the United States Constitution. Read it for yourself. Somebody, somebody, please read it to the White House. And whatever deal has been struck by now, I hope there has been one. If there isn't. This whole world's not going to fall apart in the crisis because only a fool would not pay our bondholders. That's the only thing that we won't have to worry about. Now, we have to pay other things, and they can be done. Social Security, military, all that can be paid for. Some cuts have to be made, but it would have nothing to do as long as our bondholders, uh, as long as we pay the interest on the bonds, nothing, nothing should affect the credit of the United States, our full faith and credit in the United States. We can go back, and we talked about this seven months ago with Senator, United States Senator Roger Wicker. Go back and listen to that show if you want to uh, flip through the archives and see the show. We talked with Senator U.S. Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi about the full faith and credit of the United States. That must be maintained. But it doesn't mean you got to pay every dime of every jalopy project by every representative that they got run through some kind of uh, bill, some kind of uh, run it through in the middle of the night on those bills in the last five or ten years. All those, all those things that are just written in there for certain districts. You know, we, we can get that fluff out. That does not have to be uh, paid for now. Obamacare. We don't have to pay for that. All the billions have been set aside for it. Those are the things... If we don't have the money, don't pay for it. Pay the military, pay the Social Security, pay those obligations, make sure the bondholders get their money. It's an easy thing to do. It'll be tough, but it's easy. Every governor just about in all 50 states have had to make some tough decisions. Why Washington won't make the tough decisions, I don't know, but it's time to start making it. Hold that line, United States House of Representatives. Uh, is Rick Perry going to get in? I told you last week that my sources tell me, look into August. Now we're starting to see some headlines uh, saying that, that in, in late August we'll probably see Rick Perry get in this uh, Republican nomination. Don't know yet for sure. We'll wait and see. But we're going to talk with uh, Dr. Alveda King in a few minutes, and she mentioned that uh, she'll be going out to the prayer rally that uh, they're having in, uh, out there in Houston, Texas, that Rick Perry's invited all the governors and everybody to come and, and not to be any political thing, but to get on their knees and pray. Maybe he's going to announce after the prayer service. I don't know. But we'll find out what uh, Dr. Alveda King says about that in just a few minutes. Now, but let me tell you about an interesting twist in this uh, presidential race. Nobody thought they'd see it in the Republican, in the, in the race for the Republican nomination. Michelle Bachman. Her her husband has been ridiculed, and we talked about last week on the Tombstone of the Week Award about the the guy that was in the the Grand Marshal of the Gay Pride Parade in New York City. He was saying when he said that he uh, his friend, a comedian, is there saying in his, in all essence that I hate even bring it up. He said he'd like to in his mind wanted uh, he'd want to rape. The Michelle Bachman, absolutely outrageous. This thing should not be said like that. Now, and then the guy that was the Grand Marshal of the Gay Pride Parade, Mr. Savage, said he would like to rape Rick Santorum. This is filthy, outlandish things 
that somebody, when you run for president of the United States, you should not have all the disgusting things. This should not be something that should enter the race. But they won't leave Michelle Bachman alone. Not only that, if you've noticed, the, the gay activist community have gone to her husband. Her husband is a counselor, and he says he's a Christian counselor. And yet they, they had somebody go un, undercover saying, that person saying that he uh, went to uh, Michelle Bachman's husband's counseling center and said he wanted he didn't want to have uh, same-sex attractions toward men. And so they counseled him for that. Now, is that against the law? And they came, they've come out against Michelle Bachman, Bachman's husband for being a Christian counselor. What if you read the Bible, if you believe in Jesus Christ, and you believe in the Bible, what are you supposed to be? If you say Christian counselor, and you come in and say you, you want to get help with unwanted uh, same-sex attractions, what do you expect? And, you know, I don't see that. People think you can uh, get rid of the Bible, but if you believe in something, and people do, and Michelle Bachman's husband does, and she does, they, you, you want to see somebody's not wishy-washy and stand up on faith. And, and, and then some of the actors went into her husband's clinic and threw glitter all around, just like they threw glitter on a, a Newt Gingrich last month. And I, I hope you see these crazy people. They oh, we're just throwing fairy dust around. I'm telling you, you know, you don't know who's crazy and who's not. You see what happened over in Norway. And what a tragedy over there. What a tragedy. You got somebody that was on, you know, I think they said he was on drugs. And, I mean, just... Just absolutely repugnant that that uh, you know we got insane people, but that's what happens when you're insane people. But just going around and throwing and, and glitter and businesses and disrupting businesses, uh, that's uh, it's really pathetic, and and that's something that's be, that should be put an end to. But I won't tell you about. Uh, we're going to cover this more next week. We're going to have Dr. Michael Brown on talking more about gay marriage in New York and what that might mean for the nation, what it might mean for you. And you think gay marriage is not next to your state. Well, it's knocking on the doors in all 50 states now because of what's going on. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. We've got a lot to get into this show. But I want to tell you that there's taken some strange turns and twists in this Republican uh, nomination uh, debate and it's getting more and more where we're going to see some uh, jockeying around because people want to win this and they're going to have to come out against each other as they get uh, all come out against President Barack Obama. Uh, Rick Perry will we get in. Michelle Bachman will she stand strong? Will her husband uh, and her husband's ability to to uh, be a Christian counselor will that get in the way of Michelle Bachman being President of the United States? Hey, and how about? Uh, the we look at uh, what's happening with Romney and and uh, and Huntsman and and you know being Mormon is that so what does religion have to do with all these uh, parts of people running for president of the United States? Well, the Constitution says nobody should be held under uh, you know no office. You should not. There's no religious test for any office. So now, what in the world are these people talking about Michelle Bachman and her religious faith? You know, that, you know, that they've gotten, they've criticized people talking about Obama and President Obama and questioning if he's a Christian or not. And now these same people who, who wanted to say, leave Mr. Obama alone, they're just uh, 
and just hounding, hounding poor Michelle Bachman and her husband. I won't say poor Michelle Bachman. She can speak for herself. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing her with a political two-by-four or some words in the speech and just hammer those people. But anyway, let's get on. We, we got to get to this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. Who's it go to? We need a drum roll, don't we? Well, I, and all the frustrations of all this debate and going back and forth between the White House and the House of Representatives and, and uh, Harry Reid and the United States Senate. And so the Tombstone of the Week Award goes this week to the, the words of the White House Press Secretary, Jay Carney. Now, the president, uh, over and over again, has, has just criticized uh, uh, Speaker Boehner's plan, criticized it, criticized it, and then so <laughs> at a press conference, this uh, the White House press secretary, Jay Carney, comes out. He has repeatedly asked for President Obama's plan, and he kept belittling the questions. And he said, these are Republican talking points. And people are saying, we just won't know what the president's plan is. And after more questions, and, uh, he, and uh, Jay Carney kept him hawing around. And finally, in frustration, he looked at the media and asked the media pundits. He said, quote, do you need something printed for you? You can't write it down, unquote. He was so frustrated. And everybody's saying, I'm saying, the whole American population is saying, yes, write something down, Mr. President. You don't run for the President of the United States to be just saying, your third year into the President, saying, oh, this vision, I got this vision of cutting here or there. Give us a plan. Come on, man. Come on, Jay Carney. We want a plan. Yes, we do want to see something on paper. So Jay Carney, in his words of asking, do you want something on paper? That's why it gets this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. And it's just absolutely ridiculous and funny that the president, that the White House press secretary thinks it's abnormal to ask for a written plan. Yeah, say a billion here, a billion there, a hundred billion there. Oh, it just makes a trillion here or there. And not a single page, not a single piece of paper, not any kind of plan. The only closest thing to the plan the President of the United States has ever put out was when he put out a plan earlier in this year, and that plan got voted down. Get this, if y'all remember, it went to the House, I mean the United States Senate. President Obama's budget plan got voted down 97 to zero. You got that? Not a single Democrat backed him up. Pathetic. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic. And and he wants us to believe him. He says a trillion here, billion here, there. Write it down, Mr. President. Write it down. Tell your press secretary that you'll write it down for him so the American people can actually read it, the whole thing. And if you can't do it... <laughs> <laughs> Don't run again for the White House if you if you can't take the heat. Okay, now we have got this show going on. Before we get to uh, phone here, and we call uh, Doctor Alveda King. I do want to remind you you're listening to Doc Holiday's Tea Party. We're glad you're listening to us. This show is going to get better and better. So listen up before. We get to Dr. Alveda King. Remind you, you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Other great shows. You can go to that website. Find some other shows you want to listen to. When you want to listen to them. They're streaming live anytime you want to play it right there on the internet. Uh, You can check your email, whatever you do, and check the news. And you 
Click on Doc Holliday's Tea Party and listen to us every week. Uh, one of the things I do need to tell you is if you have not subscribed to the Tea Party Review magazine, now's the time to do it. Go to my uh, the front page of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Right there is a banner. You can go right to Tea Party Review. It'll take you right there. Sign up. Subscribe to it. Hey, they got the Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award there. Every week we put it up and they run it for us. And we're glad they do that. We appreciate all they do. And got some great, great articles. You can't get it online now. You have to order it to, so you can put it in your hands and read it and pass it out to other Tea Party friends. Now, the other thing I was going to tell you, wheresamericasjobs.com. Go to that. Just just type it in, wheresamericasjobs.com. Or go, again, to the front page of Doc Holliday's Tea Party and click on the banner there. Go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. That's www.tparty.ms. See the things we got going on and click on the banners. You can get to those places I mentioned to. Uh, and, you, of course, you can go there and click on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We've got a banner leading right to it. Now, before we get on the line of Dr. Alveda King, let me remind you, new listeners, you can go back to last fall and, and, uh, when Glenn Beck had his Restoring Honor Rally. And uh, I did an inside view of that because Dr. Alveda King had asked me to stand on the stage with her, with some of other of her friends, and we did that as she spoke at the uh, Restoring Honor Rally right there in Washington, D.C., right on the footsteps of the Lincoln Memorial where her uncle, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., had given his I Have, the Dream, I Have a Dream speech uh, 47 years earlier, and she stood there and gave a dramatic, wonderful speech. You can still see it on C-SPAN, I believe. You can look it up. And, and there uh, beside her, I got to stand with some other friends. And right in front of that audience of five, six, seven 700,000 people, nobody ever knows the exact estimate. I guarantee it's 500,000. I, I would say closer to seven, 800,000. They were packed in there. It's a great opportunity, and I'll, I'll remember that for as long as I live. And, and I want to thank Dr. Alveda King for that. And we're going to get on the line right now. If you want to go back to the archives, you can listen to what we said about that. But let's get Dr. Alveda King on and see what she has to say today. All right, on the program today on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, we have Dr. Alveda King, a pastoral associate for Priest for Life and founder of King to Amer for America. Uh, Dr. King, welcome to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Hello, Doc Holliday, and thank you for inviting me and you and all your listeners. Well, we're glad to have you on our show. The one of the reasons I wanted you on here is because I know uh, there's you have a relationship with uh, Herman Cain, I believe, and, and he as he's running for the Republican nomination. What do you see in Herman Cain that America needs? Well, you know, I'll say it this way: Mr. Cain is a friend, and he and his wife and family are upstanding American citizens. And I love it when Mr. Cain says, "Herman says." Um, we need common-sense solutions. And when people ask Herman, they'll say, well, you've never been elected to office. And he says, well, you've got many who have been elected, and how is that working for you? <laughs> so I do agree with him. We need common-sense solutions. You know, and he's a Christian man. Uh, Doc, you'll appreciate this. A lot of people don't know Mr. Kane really sings. Herman Kane has a gospel album. And I'll I be. think you can get out there in cyberspace and find that. So he's a businessman, a family man, a God-fearing man with common-sense solutions for a nation who's in trouble. And uh, it's my understanding he's also part of the Tea Party, 
and I think that uh, that's, you know, a lot of your listeners are. So all right. of those things together uh, really would be good for America. Well, you told me something I did not know about Herman Cain. I did not know he had a voice to sing, and I didn't know he had a, uh, some music out, so we have to look that up in, in, in on the Internet and see if we can hear, hear Herman singing some. That's something, and that's something. And I know you got a voice. I've heard you sing, and I've heard... I know you got albums out, and uh, so you're versatile, very versatile also. Right, and tell people they can get me at cdbaby.com. I think it's slash Alveda King. I do, and like you, you write beautiful poetry and things like that, and I'm working on a new piece, uh, Practical uh, Christian Warfare, and I'm still working on it, so it's not ready to be released, but that's a new piece that will probably be a poem and a song in the near future. Well, I'm glad you're letting our listeners know. One thing we've talked about here, of course, we talk about the Tea Party movement. We had a show last fall about how uh, the Tea Party movement is affecting the culture because we have uh, Tea Party poetry, Tea Party songs, and it's a part of the culture. So I'm glad to hear that uh, your creative energy is still flowing, uh, Dr. Oh, King. yeah. Yes, yes. And for those who don't know, uh, Dr. Alveda King, her uncle is, uh, was Martin Luther King, Jr., and uh, through the years, Dr. King has really pushed for equal rights, and that even uh, pushing for equal rights for the babies that are still in their mother's wombs. Uh, tell us a little bit about your activity in that area, Dr. King. I certainly will. I want you to be praying with us, though, on August 28th, the memorial dedicated to Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. in Washington, D.C. will be uh, dedicated. And I want people to know we are not to worship or idolize a man. Any of those statues that are up in D.C., President Lincoln, the Washington Monument, of course, I uh, think Jefferson, now you'll have a Martin Luther King Memorial, and it's the only one uh, who's not been a president and who uh, hadn't been a standing president, and something else makes it unique. But, um, you know, just remember his life. Of course, he liked David and some of the others, Paul used to kill Christians, and we know David um, and Bathsheba and all of that. But David was a man after God's own heart. And uh, he pleased God in all matters except Uriah the Hittite. The same kind of thing with my uncle. So I will go to that dedication. Um, being back, of course, is going to be over in Israel on the 24th of uh, August. But I won't make it over there because that's when those festivities start honoring my uncle, but let's not put any of these human people up in front as if they were idols, but when they do worship God, let's join them. When they fall short, let's pray for and pray with them. Now, leading uh, back to the question you asked me, the same thing for the pro-life movement as it is called. Doc, you know that I had abortions myself. I hid them from my family. I tried to hide them from the Lord. Of course, I had to come back to God and repent for those abortions and also a miscarriage related to that abortion. And today God has brought me, much like he brought Paul away from killing Christians, I was supporting abortion and pro-choice, which was killing babies, and I repented on my Damascus Road. And now I'm a voice for life. My own granddaddy, Dr. Martin Luther King Sr., rescued me from abortion in 1950 because my mom wanted an abortion. It was illegal back then, so she would have had a procedure for a mysterious female ailment called a DNC. Not a uh-huh. not a back alley abortion with a hanger, but she 
she would have uh, gone to a doctor who was known to help women with mysterious ailments. Mm -hmm. But my grandfather rescued me. So today, in this pro-life movement, and please tell your listeners, do not be deceived by Planned Parenthood and the abortion movement who wants to trick people into believing that Martin Luther King Jr. was pro-choice or supported uh, what would become the abortion movement. He did not. Abortion was illegal when he died. His wife went and accepted the Margaret Sanger Award in his stead, and she read a speech that someone else wrote. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said abortion, any, it, I'm not abortion, I'm sorry, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice mm -hmm. everywhere. Abortion is unjust because it comes against the personhood of a little person in the womb, just like Dred Scott was called three-fifths human, then the baby is told that the baby is not human. Dr. King said the Negro cannot win if he's willing to sacrifice the futures of his children for immediate personal comfort and safety. Dr. King, like his father, Dr. Martin Luther King Sr., like my daddy, Dr. Reverend A.D. King, they were all pro-life. And today, thank God, following in those steps and in the steps of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I, Alveda King, am pro-life. I'm the director of African American Outreach for Priest for Life, and I'm the founder of a ministry, King for America. Dr. King, you, you just, uh, what, what you went over is something that America needed to hear. I know a lot of people do not know what you're doing, do not appreciate the hard work you're putting in. And you said that even yourself, you were, your mother was saved from having an abortion by your grandfather, which was Dr. Martin Luther King Sr. Is that correct? Yes. And going into that, one of the things that uh, you brought out going back to Herman Cain. Now, how does Herman Cain stand on life, Dr. King? Herman King Cain is so pro-life. He has called abortion genocide. He has spoken out against Planned Parenthood. He has been endorsed by Georgia Right to Life when he was running for Senate. Now, the Susan B. Anthony list has a pledge out. Mr. Cain did sign it, but I think there was one word in it that said he, as president, he would advance legislation. And he says, I will support legislation and I will lead. But it's the responsibility of the president to help to shape policy, to lead, but not advance uh, legislation. He said he would leave that to the legislature, but he would certainly support and lead, and he is definitely pro-life. So people are calling me all the time, is he really pro-life? Why didn't he sign that pledge? I said, well, he wanted to keep uh, the three entities separate, the uh, presidential administration, the judiciary, uh, system and the legislative body, and so he would not be introducing or advancing legislation, of course, except beyond his own executive orders. But say that, he is yeah. definitely, he is definitely pro-life. But what you're saying, and that's why, why Herman Cain is loved by so many people in the Tea Party, is because, just like you said, he, he, he wouldn't be advancing the legislation, he would be supporting it because the legislature is supposed to make laws, the executive mm -hmm. branch is supposed to execute those laws, and the judicial branch it, it helps determine the, the Constitution, but it's the legislation that legislature should, that should start laws, and then we see it all turned upside down with this administration that we have in power now. 
And he wants to get that system back in its correct order, and I do agree with him. I understand fully what he's saying, but he actually did explain that to Susan B. Anthony List, and he signed it by changing that one word, and they said that that's not, as far as they're concerned, that's not signing it. So that's where it is right now, but we'll see where that ends up as well. But Herman Cain is definitely pro-life. I'm glad you brought that out, and then... The, now, Herman Cain, of course, is coming from Atlanta. That's where you live now. Uh, how long have you known Herman Cain and his family? For several years, and uh, he was on my radar even before I knew him. You know, I have a master's in business, and I taught business uh, right. for uh, 17 years out of my 19 years as a, a, a college, you know, college professor. And so when he was doing all of those mighty exploits for the various corporations that he rescued, I was aware of him. But I met him in this work, uh, incidentally, in the pro-life and pro-marriage and pro-family arena. And so that's when I met him several years ago and uh, have admired his work, as I have said. So that's why I'm praying for him. God told me to stop endorsing and start praying. Okay. So you'll hear me say I'm praying for Herman Cain. But, you know, I will be joining that prayer effort on August the 6th in uh, prayer and fasting. Uh, and that would be uh, the one at Reliance Stadium in Houston, Texas. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, that's led by, uh, is he a governor? Uh, yeah, Governor Rick Perry. Governor, uh, governor Perry. And so he, of course, has not announced that he's running, but he's inviting people to pray for this great nation. And so I'm going to definitely pray because the Lord told me to stop endorsing and start praying. So I'm praying for Herman Cain. And, uh, but I'll be praying with America that at uh, at the Reliance Stadium on August the 6th, and I want to invite everybody to please pray for America all the time. Don't just make it one day or one occasion, but let's just pray for those who are in authority so that we can have a peaceful life. Well, uh, Dr. King, what you just said, I've never heard anybody say that before, to stop endorsing and start praying. And and that's Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. I'm (laughs) holding to that. I mean, it's very obvious that uh, I am definitely praying very diligently and speaking up for Mr. Herman Cain. I don't want any doubt about that. It's not a formal endorsement just because I'm being obedient to the Lord, and so I'm not signing my name as a formal endorsement. Several of the organizations of which I'm a member certainly uh, have, I, you know, I'm, I'm a former board member of Georgia Right to Life, which did uh, endorse Herman Cain, so I'm affiliated with organizations who will be endorsing Mr. Cain. Well, Dr. King, one thing before we end up this interview, I, I wanted to ask you, sometimes what? how do you keep going forward when we, we look at our this uh, far-left administration pushing abortion where it can, uh, uh, trying to destroy the Defense of Marriage Act, and the, uh, these things that are we call family values seem to be just uh, being torn apart and and there's people who want to lead uh, in, in the media, the mainstream media wants to pretty much lead people to believe that the fight for traditional marriage is over, the fight for abortion, uh, you know, to stop abortion is over. It's just like the far left is in total control. Uh, how, how do you keep moving forward, and what do you see for our future? Well, I want to mention another dear friend of mine, Glenn Beck, and uh, he was at Christians United uh, for Israel, Last night, he ended up being a keynote speaker, and people were like, Glenn Beck, he's a Mormon. Why is he with Christians United for life? And, uh, of course, he announced last night that he has joined 
Christians United for Life. He walks out and he says, hello, Christians. Uh-huh. And he went on to say, I've joined Christians United for Life. One thing that I found refreshing and I enjoy uh, what Glenn is doing, he's doing exactly what you're saying in the face of evil, in the face of all these problems. Uh, he marches forward and he advances the, the name of God and God we trust here in America. He advances the name of Jesus Christ. And he appears to be, at this season in his time, undaunted. So when things are really bad around us, we get up and we get busy and we do something for Jesus. And as we're doing something for Jesus, much like the people of Israel, um, they've been oppressed and they've been um, their numbers have been reduced over the history of the Bible and into current history. They've had many attacks against them, but every time they return to the Lord and call upon the name of the Lord, then they are rescued. And so that's what I do. Call on the name of the Lord. I'm encouraged. I'm not overcome by evil. We work to overcome evil with good. It says, be not over, the Bible says, be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So holding on to Jesus in these times, being led by the power of the Holy Spirit, certainly uh, with the Bible as our teacher and our God, the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, um, and God is our Father. I'd love to have some time on another show to even talk about the blood of Jesus and how powerful it is. It cannot lose power. It cannot die. Because that powerful DNA of Jesus Christ that's spilled into the earth at Calvary is alive today, even in us, because it can't die. So I'm encouraged by all of these truths, and that's, that is what helps me to continue to move on. Wow, that, that's a powerful statement of faith, and I appreciate you coming on the show, Dr. King, and I, I can see that uh, uh, you, you do have some of that intestinal fortitude that your uncle had to get up every day and face death, <laughs> and, 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 and he did it by the power of the, what's uh, reading, uh, reading Scripture, I believe. So yes, many, he did, reading Scripture and living Scripture, repenting and moving forth and being encouraged by the power and love of God, the greatest force, in all creation is love. God is love. Wow, what a that, that's a great way to end this interview. I love to keep on going, and you're right. We'll need to have you on again another time, uh, Dr. King. Thank you so much for coming on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Thank you, Doc Holliday. <laughs> and that was Dr. Alveda King, and we're glad that she was uh, on the show with us, and she spent some time with us. Three quick things, what I learned from Dr. King. One is that she said something so beautifully god is love and i love the way she said that right at the end another thing she said was that uh instead of endorsing herman cain she's not officially endorsing herman cain but she's praying for herman cain praying for america and that's what the third thing i I just think it's great that somebody like alveda king will feel uh invited and goes out to reliance stadium on august 6th she'll be going out there and if you're hearing this message before august 6th by all means, if you can get to Reliance Stadium, get there. And But she asked you and me and everybody to pray for America. So I, I'm going to pray for America that day and every day. We need to be doing that. So those are three points that I'm just glad that uh, Dr. Alveda King, she is a woman of faith, and you heard her right here. And I just want to thank God for her, and I'm glad she came on our show. Now, I got to get to this week's Rock of Liberty speech, and it's about... What's going on in Republican nomination is not new because what are we talking about? Well, we had Governor Rick Perry said that uh, 
Gay marriage passed in New York, and that's fine with him because of the 10th Amendment. Whoa, some of the conservatives. Whoa, all the gay actors say, this is what's happening in the Republican uh, race for the White House. Oh, there's, there's something happening. Rick Perry says that gay marriage is all right with him. What does he mean? Wow. Rock a liberty speech. Let me tell you something. You may not know this. A lot of you, the Republican Party, <laughs> it was founded to get rid of slavery, Right? What else was the main plank of the Republican Party in the early years when it was founded? The reason it was founded was to get rid of slavery and to make sure marriage was between one man and one woman. Can you believe that? Back in the 1850s, that's what founded the founders of the Republican Party came together for because uh, there was a lot of pushing for the uh, a man uh, polygamy. There was a lot of polygamy push then so the republican party was set up to get rid of slavery to make people free and to make sure that there is one man one woman marriage was the definition of marriage and now we are here in 2011 and uh, we're talking about the definition of marriage being the being one man married to one woman so what is rick perry going to say what's he going to do the rock of liberty speech is this is marriage is so vitally important. I see what Governor Perry's saying, but I've talked about it. We're going to be talking about Dr. Michael Brown again next week, and I believe it's fundamentally important for the, for the future of the United States of America to make sure that the definition of marriage is the, it's one man married to one woman. And then we're going to talk about that some next week. So be sure to come on next week's show. And now, what do you do with gay marriage? What do you do if uh, people won't get married? And, uh, and, and they, they say, oh, I need more than one woman. I want to be a polygamist. And that's exactly what has happened. Now that the gay marriage is coming across more and more, and it's in New York. If you notice in Utah, there's a polygamist that says, whoa, you know, you're discriminating against me. Don't come after me and put me in jail for being married to several women. He's saying he would officially be married to one, but he's going to have several living there. So is that good for society? Uh, no, it's not good for society. America was founded on the principles of Judeo-Christian values. One man married to one woman. That's what's made us great. If you want to see America fall, we get we start changing the definition of marriage. If we change it for one group, we'll be changing it for another group a few years down the road and a few more years down the road. And then the fundamental unit of the family will be destroyed. America will go the way of Rome and Greece, Sodom and Gomorrah. That's all I need to say. Think about that. I'll see you next week. We're going to have Dr. Michael Brown talking more about gay marriage, New York, what it means. We're going to talk a little more about Michelle Bachman and her husband and what the, what's going on in the Republican nomination. And we're going to try to get somebody on that is an ex-gay, a person that claims to be ex-gay. He was in the lifestyle for years and has been helping people come out of the gay lifestyle. We'll try to have him on next week if possible. But this is something that nobody else is talking about. It's important. You're hitting it right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. See you next week. God bless you. Pray on August 6th for America. 
Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.